To the membership, leave your number, and I would leave a little message, which I started calling love notes. One message was, Larry, there's a lot of love out there and you're not getting any of it. What's wrong with you? And I hang up. Another was, uh, why do you love the Nazis so much? They would have killed you first because you're disabled. Larry Trapp was a double amputee as a result of advanced diabetes at a young age who lived his life in a wheelchair. After several months of calling, I, I realized that I was doing a pretty strange thing. I called every Thursday afternoon at about 3 o'clock. I had appointments with children for bar mitzvah lessons at 3.30, and so I called just before that. After a while, I think Larry Trapp figured out who was calling him. And finally, one day, Larry answered the phone. And he started yelling and screaming at me. Why are you calling me? You're hassling me. I can't say what he said for a family radio program. But I said, I don't want to hassle you, Larry. I just want to talk to you. And he said, what do you want to talk about? And I said, well, I heard you're disabled. I thought you might need a ride to the grocery. And there was a dead silence for a long time. And he finally came back on and said, "Um, I've got that covered. But don't call me anymore. This is my business phone. And uh, Larry Trapp still kept getting calls from me at 3 o'clock on Thursday afternoon for another couple of months. And finally, on a Saturday evening, the phone rang. I picked up the phone, and and he said, Is this the rabbi? And I said, "Uh, Yes, it is. Is this Larry Trapp? And he said, Yes, it is. I said, What can I do for you? He said, I want to get out of what I'm doing, and I don't know how. And I said, would you like to talk about it? He said, yes. I said, well, I'll come over. I know where you live. So I hung up. My son stares and said, Dad, you can't go and see this guy. I said, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to pick up some chicken or something and go break bread with the guy. He said, you can't do that. When a Nazi wants to have you over for dinner, he means it literally. But I did call a friend of mine before going, and he said, what are you, crazy? It could be an ambush. I said, look, if you don't hear from me by midnight, send the police, do you know what I mean? And Julie and I got in the car, and we drove to his house and uh, knocked on the door. And he opened the door, he's sitting in a wheelchair with a Mac-10 automatic weapon in his lap and a shotgun hanging off the corner of the wheelchair and a pistol in his lap as well. And I said, oh my God, we're dead. But instead, he reached out his hand and I shook his hand and he burst into tears. And he began taking these rings off his fingers and they were two swastika Nazi rings. And he handed them to me and said, take these away. They've caused me nothing but trouble all my life. And we talked and talked about what he had been doing and why he wanted to get out of it and uh, the sort of childhood he had had, hiding under the bed so his father wouldn't beat him, which I'm convinced brought him to where he was in this hateful business. A constant tale of violence and racism and hatred and bigotry. He was doing this to try to make himself okay with his father who was that kind of person, but he did it with a vengeance. I mean, he had gotten himself elevated to a position of authority within the Ku Klux Klan. He was called the Grand Dragon of Nebraska. Strange.
So Larry Trapp uh, determined that he was going to live a different way that night. And um, he asked me to take away all this literature and paraphernalia that he had around the house. Larry Trapp, he was not very old, but he had been sick a good part of his life. And he wasn't feeling very good one day, and he uh, was beginning to have kidney failure. Uh, Julie said, you know, maybe uh, we shouldn't abandon this guy, you know? And he's all alone in that apartment. What do you think about inviting him to come live with us? And so we moved him into uh, what had been our daughter's bedroom, and he was still functioning, you know, he was still living. Uh, living like with a family. Uh, Julie actually took care of him. Uh, she gave up her job in order to take care of Larry Trapp, who needed some care and attention. It was uh, an unusual time, to say the least. During that time, Larry Trapp started bugging me about wanting to become...